0: hey everybody and welcome to a special wednesday edition of the scouting report one of the most often questions i still get and used to get is what exactly does an area scout do during the fall well today we will start our deep dive into that subject and i will tell you exactly what a fall looked like for an area scout under that umbrella we will talk about how a scout structures a schedule what a school visit looks like how i treated college games and what it took to make it through what is really a long and grueling three-and-a-half-month grind. As I was putting my show notes together for this podcast, this Wednesday special, there were a lot of things that I felt I needed to define, uh, to talk about, to ensure that you understood how and why an area scout operates like they do. As a result, we will be breaking this into two Wednesday specials. We'll cover as much as we can today and then tune in next Wednesday again for our second Wednesday special for part two as we finish up what exactly a fall schedule looks like for an area scout. Before we jump in, I want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with yesterday's audio report on wide receiver Bryson Tremaine. There are three full audio scouting reports now available on iTunes and Podbean. We will have another audio scouting report tomorrow, linebacker Merlin Robertson out of Arizona State. Uh, These scouting reports, again, will continue to be released every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, This Wednesday special will be the first in a series that will pull the curtain back on what goes into scouting in the NFL. Uh, I've got experience on both the pro and college side of scouting and personnel, so I will speak to both pro and college at different points. If there is something specific you'd like to hear, leave a comment on the podcast, send me a message at rsafootball.com, hop on the website there, you can uh, shoot me a message or head over to Twitter, follow me at RightStepADV, of course leave comments, suggestions, anything you would like to hear. So with that, what goes into a fall season for an area scout? Some of what I will talk about is based specifically on my experiences, but again, it's largely going to translate to all 32 teams. Every team has area scouts, and you know, the way they do things individually may depend on uh, personal preference. And each team is going to have a slightly different procedure, scouts must follow. Uh, but again, many of these things will largely. Uh, apply to any area scout that's out there doing the work for each team first thing i think we need to do define an area scout so what is an area scout well there are typically four to five area scouts per team each area scout is assigned to a certain geographic location typically based on states and areas of the country, that they will be responsible for all draft eligible players at schools that they are assigned. Most NFL teams will have a Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, Southwest, and West Coast scout. More and more teams are adding what is called a Midland scout. As you can imagine, a Northeast scout basically covers Virginia, all the way up to Maine, over to, depending on the team, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. Um, some of them will cut off a slice of Kentucky over there. Your Southeast Scouts, uh, your Carolinas, down to Florida, uh, and then over to really Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi. Some teams will throw Tennessee in there as well. Your Midwest Scout, this area that I was responsible for, uh, really think your Big Ten country, Kentucky, up to your Michigans, over to your Minnesotas, Illinois, your Iowas, your Southwest areas, got the great big state of Texas, plenty of driving there, over to your Arizonas, New Mexicos, throw Oklahoma in there, again, depending on whether or not you have a Midland Scout, that Southwest may get all the way up to Nebraska, Kansas. Um, in Colorado, your West Coast Scout is gonna you know cover your West Coast, your California up to Oregon, your Montana's, your Idaho's. Uh, you get your Nevadas in there. Again, that Midland Scout. If a team has a Midland Scout, that is gonna be your Dakotas. Some teams will throw their Minnesota in there. Your Colorado, Wyoming. Um, Some teams will throw Kansas in there. Again, you just start slicing up uh, the states on a U.S. map, and you'll be able to figure out kind of where each of these scouts go. Area scouts will range uh, anywhere from young, new in the business, to, you know, I worked with area scouts that had 30-plus years evaluating talent. Some area scouts will get into it and realize this is all I want to do. I want to be on the road. I want to be my, the point of contact at these schools. I just want to stay as an area scout. Some scouts will you know, work their way up, regional scout, national scout, into the director roles. Area scouts will either live somewhere within their area or sometimes outside of it. I would say, based on my experience talking to the different scouts, it's probably about a 50-50 split. As a Midwest area scout, coming from the pro side, I already had a house, was living in the Atlanta area. Tennessee was my first state, so I lived outside of my area. Uh, Just changed the way I structured my schedule a little bit. Um, If you are a scout living within your area, it can make travel a little bit easier. Obviously a central location, you can hit any number of schools, possibly from your Uh, home location a scout that lives in say Columbus Ohio for example it's a day drive to you know any probably seven or eight different schools so it can make travel a little bit differently some teams will strongly encourage area scouts to live within their area some GMs will really have no preference and let their scouts live wherever they would like uh, area scouts must set the table for the regional, national, and directors within the organization who will want to get eyes on the top players in the upcoming draft. Um, if you uh, are interested in more um, information, more deep dive into regional, national, and directors, uh, you know, leave me a comment. Let me know we can possibly do that as a podcast in the future. But area scouts must uh, have all the information lined up and organized for those people getting into some of the responsibilities so defining the job this was something that took me a while to kind of get into words but uh i would say the main responsibility of an area scout is to be the first point of contact at every school in their area who has a draft eligible player you must know the pro liaison that's gonna be the number one person at each school that you know uh, and the pro liaison is the person assigned by the you know, NCAA institution uh, to accommodate scouts during visits. They will communicate with you when they're open um, and uh, when you can come in, they'll give you a list. They'll help you get lined up everywhere. Um, and then an area scout must know any other relevant person, as scouts would call them, sources that may help you paint a picture of who a player is both on and off the field. Area scouts are responsible for finding out what rules, or as we call them restrictions, each school has for when scouts can visit. These restrictions typically are gathered over the summer into July. Uh, They help set the schedule uh, for both you as an area scout and your entire organization. Uh, The longer you are an area scout in your area, the more you have an idea of how each school operates. Uh, we have to know when are practice times what days are practices open when are coaches staff pro liaisons anybody in the building available to meet do they meet at all during the season or do you have to get them on the phone what is the game visit possible uh, policy where are the football offices located you get some schools or they're right there in the stadium uh, some schools, you have to you know travel a mile, mile or two off campus to find those football offices and anywhere in between. And then the always the big question, where can I park? Some schools will have spots specifically assigned for visitors, scouts, etc. Uh, some schools, hey, find street parking and make sure you don't get ticketed. Area scouts have to be experts on your schools. At any given time, a director, a regional, a national, a GM could pick up the phone, give you a call. They may be you know, sitting out front of the school trying to figure out where to go, where to park. You've got to know on the drop of a hat where to get everybody pointed to. Next thing that area scouts are responsible for are initial lists of players at all schools. Players are primarily broken down into four categories, top-round players, late-round players, priority-free agents, and tryout players. The first two categories of players, those players that are deemed draftable going into the season, must be written prior to the college season starting. You want to have an idea of what kind of player that uh, athlete's going to be. Typically, these are done by mid-July. Many scouts, including myself, worked to have these done by mid-June at the latest. That way there was more vacation time uh, during the summer. Uh, Some of these initial lists are generated by one of the two scouting services that most teams in the NFL use, which would be Blessed or NFS. Again, one of those subjects where we could have a full episode uh, dedicated to just those services and the way they operate. But either way, they are out in the spring, summer, helping get those initial lists ready for area scouts um, to get ready to go. Or an area scout can know their rosters so inside now, up and down, that they will be able to generate anything without either of those scouting services information. Now, not all schools, regardless of the size, Division One, Two, or Three, will have a player that is at the playing level to warrant a visit. We'll talk about, you know, one, two, you know, film visit schools, but uh, not every school is going to be a visit school. A MAC or a MIAC, a Missouri Valley, they may have a year where they don't have a player that has even a draftable PFA or tryout grade on them, that will likely fall into a film school. Uh, But again, there may be a year where a Division III school has a player that pops up, has to be on the radar, have to visit. You must make sure you get them on the schedule. Bottom line is, if you can play as a college football player, a scout is going to find you guys uh, recent history quinn miners out of wisconsin whitewater adam troutman out of dayton uh, they're on the radar of various scouts long before they are ever known to the media to all-star games and really to anybody else in the building that is part of the work that scouts are always doing is always looking you know one two three years ahead at who are the players that are going to be uh, on their radar once these summer reports are done scouts must start to set their schedule Building a schedule is going to look different for everyone, of course, based on where you live, the way you have players rated, and where you feel you need to spend the most time. Many other factors, of course, will go into this, including games you want to see, weather, family commitments, any number of things may help you adjust your schedule or get it set. but most teams will separate their schools into three categories that will help set the schedule you'll have your two visit schools these are primarily going to be your big uh, power conference schools your ohio states your michigan states your alabamas where you're going to need at least two days in the school to get all the information you want oftentimes those two visit schools end up become three or four uh, days over the course of a season where you are there whether it's watching film meeting with people watching practice doing whatever you can one visit schools are schools where maybe they have a late round player um, or they have a small short list of players that are draftable or draft eligible where hey one visit i'm in i'm out i see practice i get the meetings maybe i know somebody at the school i can make phone calls on them i can knock that school out in one visit and be good to go you also have your film schools. These are schools that are going to range from your Division II and Division III's. Your MACs sometimes will fall into this category depending on how their senior draft eligible class looks. But these are schools where you will primarily make phone calls. You may see a game or you may just do film on them and you know deem nobody draft worthy, PFA worthy, anything like that. You will just do film on them. Building the fall schedule is the number one piece of planning a scout must do prior to going on the road so they can successfully navigate the long three and a half month grind that is being on the road. Between August and November, a scout is typically gonna spend around 80 nights on the road while being home the other 20 to 30 nights. Depending on any number of factors, this number can you know reach 90, reach 100, or you know get a little bit lower depending on the size of your area. You're looking at hotels, you know, a lot of drive-through meals on the road, and a lot of cups of coffee. You fully expect your schedule will end up being adjusted, either for the better or the worse during the fall, but having a plan in place before an area scout ever hits the road is essential. Most scouts will book their own travel. That includes hotels, flights, rental cars, anything else involved. That is another huge element of organization that is essential to the job. Weekend games, uh, events, any number of any, uh, any other number of events happening into, in some of these college cities may fill up the hotels. Uh, for me, once my schedule was set, usually around mid July, I was always booking hotels on weekends and when I was going to be at games first. Um, this ensured that I could stay as close by as possible, hopefully at least within the city where the game was going to be at and not get bumped to a suburb or have to be driving 30, 45 minutes to an hour you know, to and from a game. Then I always stayed about a month ahead with my hotel bookings, making sure that I was you know, staying up on it if anything adjusted, knowing I could adjust or cancel as needed. Of course, minimizing flights and long-haul drives was always something our directors and uh, GMs encouraged us to do. Typically, two hours was really where you wanted to keep it during the week, no drives over two hours. Once that schedule is built and area scout is ready to hit the road, typically around that first week of August. Your NFL team that you're with is starting into preseason, you've probably been Uh, at the facility wherever that is at for some practice. Um, You've gotten on some meetings with your coaches, you've heard from your GM how the roster is shaping up. Um, Again, continuing to stay up on your own team is essential because that is always what you're trying to upgrade. You've got to know your own roster as an area scout to be able to continue to evaluate the players on the road. It can be a lonely world once you hit the road for area scouts. And how you get through that and the way you get through that is something we will get into next week in part two. So I'd say that pretty well sets the table to be able to talk about schedule next time. Um, I remind you to like, share, comment. Let me know what you thought. What do I need to cover before we get into the actual schedule next week on next Wednesday's special episode? Um, We will also have a player tomorrow again, Merlin Robertson out of Arizona State uh until next time keep scouting